uh, and so Gus uh, is going to be baptized. I've, I've already uh, told him I've got to pull you with this arm and not push with this one, so make sure your abs are engaged uh, so you can come up out of that water. He assured me he's going to help me out. I'm still recovering from the surgery, and uh, so continue praying for me uh, with all of that. We look forward to it. With Brother Hanson, let's want to throw a, a little curveball into Brother Hanson. Would you lead that song uh, for us for old time's sake at the end so you find one? And uh, so as we get ready for the baptism, I'll have him come up and uh, like a good old days and just uh, and lead us in a lead us in a song. Put him to work as well. And he come visit here, puts you to work. Who else is visiting? I got other stuff. I got other stuff that needs to be done. All right. And uh, but um, I appreciate Brother Hanson. And all the faithful service he's given to this church over uh, over the years, and so we will have a baptism uh, at the end of our time today. And said that, uh, want of course leave time for it. Uh, and uh, and when I'm I was thinking about this message and, and praying about uh, what to do, um, it, it ends up, it's ended up being another kind of introductory message uh, into our text and our theme verses uh, for the year. Uh, and um, the first ten chapters of the book of Hebrews, by the way. As I mentioned, um, who's, who's the author of the book of Hebrews? Paul. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, and uh, he's the author of it. God ultimately, he's the author. He inspired it. So whether it was, you know, Luke transcribed it or Barnabas or Apollos or whatever, if I get to heaven and find out I'm, I'm wrong uh, first time, uh, but if I do find out, uh, then, uh, but it's all right, because Hebrews uh, is the, next to the book of Romans, uh, the second most theologically um, uh, filled book in the Bible. Um, I think about, you know, if people ask, if you can only have, you know, one book of the Bible, you know, which book would you pick? And I always pick Romans uh, because uh, God says so much about our salvation uh, in the book of Romans. It's why we, we use the Romans road or we call it the Romans road, taking verses from the book of Romans to share with someone uh, the gospel. Uh, but it's, but it's, there's so much theology uh, that's in the book of Romans that if it's all we, if it's all we had, uh, by the way, if all we had was John 3.16, uh, that, would, that would be uh, enough that God revealed his love for us and how we can be saved. Uh, and, uh, but uh, the book of Romans would be the one, if I, was to have to pick, if I had to pick a whole book, it would be the book of Romans. But next to that, um, the first 10 chapters specifically in Hebrews, deals with a theology about Jesus Christ being our high priest uh, and is filled with great stuff. Uh, our tendency uh, is, um, how, many of you, how many of you like reading uh, the fine print uh, on, a, on a document? Uh, and they got all these little things with asterisks and, uh, and you go down there and there's a bunch of details uh, that you just want to know the brass tacks, what the nuts and bolts, like what do I got to do? And we tend to avoid a lot of the details. And a lot of Christians, uh, they know that they're saved. They, they've trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, um, but tend not to delve into the foundation of that in a deeper way uh, and, and get into the theology. Uh, and sound doctrine and theology is important. It's why God uh, gives us in the Word of God um, all of those words, but then uh, tells us to be faithful to preach them and to teach all things. Uh, so the first 10 chapters really deals with um, all that uh, the theology and who Christ is. Uh, but then uh, we get into chapter number 11, uh, and the gears switch into a more practical tone. Uh, basically, the first 10 chapters, if truly believed, as he's teaching, Paul is preaching, writing to the Hebrew Christians, 
If the first 10 chapters are truly believed, it will produce a profound confidence uh, in God, uh, in assurance, um, in our faith. Uh, it, will, it will produce uh, in us as Christians uh, an endurance uh, to, to stand uh, in this day and time as they needed in their day and time an encouragement from Paul uh, to, uh, to, uh, to stay true. The temptation was uh, to go backwards uh, and back to, to uh, Judaism and uh, in the sacrifices and all the ceremonial uh, things that they would do. Uh, but if you, if you, the first 10 chapters, if truly believed, uh, will produce in us uh, a, a love for uh, God, yes, but also a love for people, uh, a benevolence, uh, the, the desire with our theme uh, and so much more to provoke one another unto love and good works. When I got saved... Uh, in 1987, I was 14, uh, and, uh, and the Lord, um, I, I, I heard the gospel preached several times at that point. I've uh, been witnessed to by many people uh, at that point, but at that camp, God got a hold of my heart, and I realized I was a sinner, and I needed Jesus to save me. And, uh, and uh, uh, when I got saved, just like you, when you got saved, there are two kinds of people, saved sinners and lost sinners. When you were a lost sinner, uh, under condemnation, um, not a child of God, uh, but um, under condemnation, um, you needed um, saving, you needed a Savior, you realized that you're a sinner, you repented, you asked Jesus Christ to save you. And in the moment, uh, and again, this is in the fine print, when you ask Jesus Christ to save you, there's a whole lot of things that happened. Um, justification, uh, you know, the righteousness of God, uh, was applied to your life. When he looks at a saved person, a born-again person, he, he, we're, we're cleansed. In our text, it talks about having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience uh, and our bodies cleansed. There's a, a, a purifying uh, process. Though our sins be as scarlet, the Bible says, they shall be as white as snow. And so there was, uh, your sins were forgiven. You're given a home in heaven. Um, there, there, there was a number of things that took place uh, which would be, you know, sermons in and of themselves uh, that we'll preach uh, in the in the future. Uh, but um, one of the uh, the earmark things was that the Holy Spirit of God indwells the believer. So the Bible says that uh, that He comes and He uh, He takes up presence. So when we use terminology like uh, asking Jesus to come into our hearts and save us, it's it's, it's symbolic, really, of uh, what He really does and the fact that He indwells us with His Spirit. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're filled um, in that aspect with the Spirit of God. Um, now, as a Christian, uh, we, uh, when you got saved, by the way, you got all the Holy Ghost that you're ever going to get in salvation. Um, we don't, we're not Pentecostal here. We're not uh, a full gospel, charismatic, uh, and uh, we should have more charisma, uh, but we're a non-charismatic uh, church. Um, but um, when you got saved, you are... Um, you were indwelled with the Spirit of God. And then we're filled. Um, we, we ask God to fill us, and we go out and we serve Him. And, uh, and, and by the way, there's times where uh, we're vessels uh, that are unfit for filling. doesn't mean we've lost our salvation. The Holy Spirit of God indwells. That's why we're grieved uh, in our heart and spirit when we sin, because that's what God the Holy Spirit does uh, in and through us. Uh, and so we get right with God, and we ask Him to give us power, uh, as the Bible uh, teaches us, and, uh, and, we, and we go out and we serve Him. Uh, but when we got saved, 
Uh, the scriptures also teach us that we became a new creature in Christ. Uh, old things are passed away. Uh, all things become new. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're set on, in a different direction. Uh, we have an affection. Um, uh, we love, when you get saved, the Bible says you desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. Uh, and all of that to say, and I've got to hurry because uh, I could keep going on and on about it. When a person gets born again, there is a, a metamorphosis, a transformation that takes place. The Holy Spirit of God indwells the Christian. Uh, they're made a new creature in Christ. And, and, uh, and it's, there's a transformation that we read about uh, Romans 12. Uh, there's a renewing of the mind, uh, and we pursue the will of God uh, in our life where uh, we've been changed. And we sing about it as children, and, and we, we sang about it this morning. Obedience uh, is important. Uh, and it's the very best way that we show that we believe. It's a, how our faith works. Every person who is sincerely born again, God changes. Everyone, um, uh, without exception, because that's what the Word of God says happens. And, and so I believe the Bible, uh, and I believe what God says about that. Uh, and when I uh, encounter um, things in my life that don't line up with Scripture, um, I'm grieved. Uh, if it's sin or if it's just an inconsistency, if it's, uh, if it's something, in, uh, 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 the sin of rebelliousness in my mind, or, uh, or, uh, or if I get to the place where I read it and I think, oh, great, one more thing i got to do. One more rule uh, I've got to follow. Or one more thing i got to stop doing. And we've all been there. Uh, and, uh, but the Bible says to the Christian, the Word of God is not grievous. Uh, and when, when the Holy Spirit of God brings conviction of a sin or something in my life, as a, as a transformed new creature in Christ, I receive um, that rebuke of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and I, with the best that I can as a, as a child of God, remedy it. I, I confess it. I forsake it. Um, I, I, I try to not make provision for the flesh uh, to fulfill uh, the lust thereof or uh, not put myself uh, in a position uh, to, uh, uh, to sin uh, and obey the Bible. That's what happens when you get saved. Um, some would say, you're, you're, uh, my pastor used to say, my first pastor I got saved under, he, he said, God changes your want-tos. Um, you don't want to do that. You, uh, and, and, and you're changed. So when I got saved as a 14-year-old, um, and I was, I was at 14, um, I lived a lot. Uh, and had done a lot of things. Uh, and and um, was a mess. Uh, uh, I didn't know that. I knew I was. Um, people would say I was bad or whatever. And uh, I, I knew that there were people that loved me, but I was I was um, uh, not a good person. Uh, but I didn't understand that those bad things uh, in my life were a transgression against God, and that I was a sinner on my way to hell. Because I'm, because I'm a sinner, not because necessarily the individual things that I had done, but because I, I, was, I was born a sinner and I needed a Savior. And God, that night, got a hold of my heart, uh, and I asked Him to forgive me and, and to save me, uh, and, uh, and He made me uh, anew, uh, according to the Word of God. Nobody had to tell me uh, that I shouldn't swear anymore. N nobody had to tell me uh, that I needed to um, stop drinking and drugging. Uh, 
Nobody, nobody told me that. And the reason nobody had to tell me that is because I had, uh, as I referenced last week, a new liver, right? The Holy Spirit of God living in me. Now, I learned uh, as they discipled me what the Bible says about different things. And, uh, and, but instinctively, uh, as a child of God, um, the Holy Spirit would bear witness with my conscience. Uh, and I would know straight away if my behavior or my speech um, was something that, uh, that I should do or not do. All right, so everybody with me, say amen. amen. God does that uh, for us. People, um, uh, we, we tend to excuse away uh, some of um, the sanctification that God is doing in our life by saying things that we grow at different rates. In, in people, people, people learn at different rates. People grow as Christians at different rates. Uh, but, but nowhere does the Bible teach that um, um, what somebody who's been saved for 10 years understands that a sin in the Bible is not a sin for the person who's been saved 10 months. All right? If it's sin in the Bible, it's sin. Uh, and, uh, and we, but we like to say, well, I'm just not there yet, or I'm a work in progress. And by the way, you can be saved for 80 years, and you're still a work in progress. Until we get to heaven uh, and see him as he is, uh, we're ever growing and ever learning. And God, is, God has, he does his part, in the sanctification process uh, in our life. Uh, and, uh, and then there's things that we do uh, as well. Not to get to heaven, but because I'm on my way to heaven and I'm a child of God, um, uh, I, I want to please Him and live for Him. Now, in this passage, um, again, it's introductory uh, with these, some of these comments. Um, I, I, there's three uh, let us phrases. Uh, I told somebody the other day, uh, they, you know, um, uh, he, he, tell, me, tell me some things that you've learned uh, in the ministry and, and, and stuff or as a Christian. And I said, it's all about the lettuce. And, uh, of course, that's like terminology for money, right? Because that's what people think. Preachers are all about the lettuce, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, and there have been a lot of charlatans and things uh, that you know about uh, in the news. Uh, but what I it was just a play on words, and it was, it's all about the lettuce. It's all about um, obeying my Savior um, who saved me, and that's what a faithful Christian does. God requires in us that we be found faithful. And when we stand before Him, that's what we want our testimony to be. God is always faithful to us, God always keeps His promises. We uh, tend to fail. Uh, in our faithfulness to Him. His love with us never wanes, uh, for us never wanes. Uh, our, our love for Him does. Uh, and, and we have uh, these three things uh, here that He uh, specifically is telling us to do. And He says, if you believe, by, by the application, if you truly believe uh, that um, Jesus died for your sins, and cleansed you that the veil has been rent, uh, and, uh, and you have an intercessor, uh, a high priest in Christ, we can enter the, the throne room of grace uh, with bold. If you really believe that, if you truly believe it, you're, this is what you're going to do. This is what the child of God does. And he goes on to that. And it's one of the reasons why I think the Apostle Paul is the writer of the book of Hebrews, because 
Um, even the book of Romans, the first 11 chapters deal with um, sanctific- or salvation and, uh, and all that God has done. And then he, and then he switches gears into the practical. Um, you know, I beseech you therefore, brethren, verse number 12, uh, chapter number 12, by the mercy of God that you present your body. So I beseech you therefore means I've said all of this, and so now this is the expectation uh, that you do. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we have uh, in, in our text. In having, verse number 21, or verse 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest, let us uh, draw near to God, uh, uh, near with a true heart and full assurance. One of, um, and by the way, that's a um, topic, if you will, or part that we'll, uh, we'll delve into. Uh, we draw near to him with a full assurance of faith. Um, if you're saved, uh, the Bible teaches that we're sealed under the day of redemption. Uh, that that um, we're in Jesus' hand and, uh, and He's in His Father's hand. And uh, we know, even from uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, that, uh, that we, once we've tasted of that heavenly gift, um, we can't renew it again. Uh, we don't lose it. Uh, and, uh, and so we are saved. Uh, we believe the Bible teaches um, assurance of salvation. Uh, but when we draw near to God as a, a Bible-believing Christian, we should do so in full assurance of faith. Uh, that God saved me, that I have access to God, uh, that God is, obviously, why would we go to God in prayer if we didn't think God was real? Why would we pray if we didn't think He answered prayer? Uh, why, would we, why would we go to church on, uh, you know, uh, on a Sunday uh, and or Sunday night, Wednesday night? Uh, and by the way, you know, with our theme, uh, one of the uh, kind of, not a covenant or a pledge or whatever, we're going to be doing our 90-day Bible reading challenge that comes up on February the 1st. Uh, but I'm also going to challenge you uh, to, to come to church. <laughs> um, we'll call it Three to Thrive because it's not, I couldn't come up with anything more original. Uh, and, uh, but um, we need church more. Uh, one of the evidences that you need more church is the belief that you don't. You know, I, I mean, I hate to break it to you, uh, but if you think you don't need church, that's proof in the pudding that you need more of it. Uh, and I remember years ago, a chaplain uh, as in the police department, uh, the chaplain, they scheduled this um, um, training and stuff, and it begins on a Sunday. And I said, well, I mean, that's dumb. I said... I'm a preacher. I'm going to be at church on Sunday. Well, if you don't come for the Sunday training, then you can't get certified. I said, well, I guess I'm not getting certified. And, well, you need to get certified. Well, I need to go to church. And he said, well, Brother Reno, um, uh, it's, you know, it's been a long time since I felt the need uh, to go to Sunday evening services. Basically, what he's saying is, like, I need to grow up and realize that I don't need uh, to be at church. Well, part of me is like, I need to i got to preach, right? Uh, so the other people that are there kind of need me to be there uh, too. Uh, but I never want to get to the place uh, where I feel like I don't need the house of God. Um, so if you feel like I don't, I, I don't really need to come to Sunday night or I don't need to, there might be things that, uh, that, uh, that make it so you can't be here, but, but it should never be in your heart and mind uh, the feeling that you don't need to be. Um, God says to not for, forsake the assembling of ourselves, and, and we need it, and we need it more. 
the closer we get uh, to the Lord's return. And, and so we draw near to him with full assurance. I know that I'm saved. I know that he's there, uh, I, that if I ask, and I, and, I, and I pray to him uh, with, uh, with fervency uh, and to pray in according to his will and not to consume it upon my own lust, that he hears me, that he wants to, he wants to bless me. He wants to give me uh, good, uh, good gifts, if you will, and, uh, and uh, to be in my life and to commune with me, but my sin withholding good things from me. Uh, so I, 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 I believe uh, that he is my high priest, that Jesus Christ God in the flesh came and, uh, and, uh, and died uh, for my sin, shed his blood, and I've been washed through the blood of Jesus. And having believed that, I try to be faithful in drawing near to him in that, that confidence that comes from that. By the way, if, if, if you've got enough confidence and faith to believe that you're going to go to a heaven that you've never seen, uh, and um, then you should have enough faith and confidence to live today and tomorrow on the, on the, on the promises from the same word of God. Amen. If you're saved, you're saved by faith. And, and, and on the finished work of Christ, what he, you've accepted the gift of salvation by faith. Uh, and uh, and you, need to, you need to live, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. So it's not just faith to get me to heaven, it's faith to live here. It's faith, it's faith to get through the pandemic. It, it's, faith, it's faith, whatever category you want to put in there. Um, it amazes me how people, uh, you know, you can't shake them on their salvation. They know that they know that they know that they're saved. Uh, but, but that same God can't, you know, uh, can't get them through their health crisis or, uh, or help them with their bills. Are you with me? Uh, we've, it's, it's, a, it's, a whole, uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, we, he says to hold fast the profession of our faith which we'll preach more about. It's not, it's not holding fast our salvation uh, because he does all that. Uh, he saves us and keeps us. The book of Hebrews in uh, chapter number 12, verse number 2, says that he is the author and finisher of our faith. He saves us. He keeps us. Uh, earlier on in the book of Hebrews in chapter number 6, uh, he talks about uh, to Israel uh, that he's given them a promise and an oath. Uh, and those two immutable things, those unchangeable things, uh, are a testimony because God doesn't lie. Uh, he says he promised them and he gave them an oath. By application for us, uh, he promises salvation by faith uh, and gives us an oath uh, that when he, he saves us, he's going to keep us. He says, neither death, nor principalities, nor powers, nothing can separate us uh, for the love, from the love of God. And so we're to hold uh, not our salvation, um, but our profession of faith, our confession. So he's telling these Hebrew Christians at that time uh, in the context, very difficult time, uh, they're, they're on the verge of just hanging it up and just going back. Just like, uh, you know, we have that same tendency. I, I'm done. I just quit. It's too hard. Uh, and and all, what God expects of us as Christians is to endure hardness as a good soldier, to stand fast, to hold, to hold fast, to quit us like men, not quit. Uh, to quit you like men is keep at it. Uh, and, uh, and to be unmovable, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, the Bible says, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. All, what, one of what we just have to do as Christians, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult society is, uh, and, and the longer we go, the less people think of Christians and Christianity. Uh, we just got to stand. We got to hold, hold fast the profession of our faith. Um, 
this is a, uh, you know, a very deep theological uh, passage and book. Uh, and, and as pastors, by the way, and in churches, um, I know that uh, I, I saw earlier today, uh, I don't know what happened in Canada, but there's a bunch of Canadian preachers like, I'm, I'm, I'm hammering this, I'm hammering this, hammering this, and a bunch of them like that. And, uh, and, uh, and one guy, he said, uh, he says, well, uh, he says, you know, I'm thinking about it, um, but when I go to the Bible, I don't, I'm not preaching topical messages on political circumstances. And uh, we are to preach the word uh, of God. Uh, and we make application, obviously, uh, in, uh, with things that are going on in, in society. Um, but um, it's, a, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult time to be a Christian in Canada, uh, in many places around the world. And then it's going to get harder um, for us uh, in uh, America as well. So what are you going to do? What's it, what's it going to take? I mean, we saw during the pandemic... You know, some, you know, politician passes a decree that has no legal standing and scared us all out of church. Uh, and, and, and it's, it, it, you know, uh, what, what it's revealed is a tendency uh, in the average Christian to put their hands up in surrender uh, when, when difficulties come. So just decide now. I believe it. Uh, I believe that Jesus is who he is and I'm saved and heaven's real and hell's real and uh, the word of God is true and God uh, is, is a, a, an immutable God uh, who keeps his prov- uh, promises. He's sovereign. I believe all of that. Uh, and so what does it cause me to do? It's, it's I'm to draw near to him in, sure, in full assurance of faith and to hold fast my profession uh, without wavering for he's faithful that promise and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. And he, and, and he lays out for us with our text the importance of that even more so now uh, than, uh, than ever, to love uh, one another. And uh, so I believe uh, Paul uh, uh, wrote the book of Hebrews in one respect because of the, of the glaring um, kind of pastoral instincts um, that he lays out uh, in this passage. He did it, um, you know, he did not do theology or teach theology um, for theole- theoretical ends. Uh, it was always for uh, practical purposes. Uh, he, he goes from, from doctrine uh, in the first 10 chapters uh, into duty uh, in the remaining ones. Uh, he, he takes us here, as well as all of his epistles, uh, and he wrote most of the New Testament from, here's what our creed is uh, as believers, but to conduct. Here's how we're supposed to be and, and, and behave. He takes us from precept uh, to practice, from instruction uh, here in, to exhortation. He's saying, uh, like he did in Romans, Therefore, my beloved brethren, uh, since, I, since this is true, this is, what you, this is what you do as a faithful believer. Here's how you go forward uh, in, in your life. So Paul, um, or whoever wrote Hebrews, is explicit uh, in, in uh, uh, you know, regarding how Christians ought to live. So my challenge today uh, and we're going to get into the lettuces, right? Uh, and uh, in each one of these, and uh, in all of them will be a, a series of messages in and of themselves, uh, and, and all super important. And, and when you think about faith, 
from the first 10 chapters, it, faith wasn't mentioned a whole lot. Um, as he's laying the case, and then you get into the, the Hebrews number 11 with the hall of faith. He, he's bringing us into saying, hey, this is, and here are your examples and how, you, and how you should go forward. So my question for you today is this. I want you to ask yourself, uh, as we pray here in a moment, um, do I believe, do I believe God is who he is, Jesus who he is? Uh, do I believe the Bible is true and that God can't tell a lie and that he wrote this by inspiration? We can talk about who the author, humanly speaking, is of Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews. Uh, but I just believe, it. I believe God uh, and I'm, uh, I've trusted him as my personal Lord and Savior. Uh, I know that to be true. Uh, I have assurance of salvation. I, I, I know that. I believe it. It's all true. Is your faith theological? Uh, and uh, or theoretical? Uh, is, it, is it just you believe, but you don't behave? It's, 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 um, it's doctrine, because you know it's true, but, but duty is not there? H- have you gone from the place where, yes, Jesus saved me, and now I, now I live for him. Uh, and the rhetoric or whatever the arguments in modern day Christianity is, uh, we're, we're saved, uh, we are accepted into beloved, uh, but I don't have to do anything except a bull after that happens. I can't work my way to heaven, which is true. I don't go to heaven based on my merits. I'm saved by grace. Uh, it's not of myself. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, it is all him, but he says of faith uh, that it's evidenced by our works and the things that we do. I do because I'm saved. I don't do be- to get saved. But when, but when you say uh, we need to hold fast or we need to, uh, we need to draw near or we need to go to church, uh, the Christian goes, no, we don't uh, because uh, nothing we do gets us to heaven. And they're missing the point. The, the point is, yes, you are going to heaven based on what all that he has done for you. But, you know, with privilege comes responsibility. And, and, and God has laid out some expectations for us as Christians. And, and you should just, you might not know what they are. And I give people the benefit of the doubt. When somebody's not living for the Lord as a Christian, I just think, I just think they, just don't, they just don't know what the Bible says. I give them the benefit of the doubt that they're, they're doing what they're doing because they don't know. So as a church, we, we preach the word of God, we instruct, uh, and, and, and we disciple and teach all things. So then when we do know what the Bible says and we still don't do it, it's not ignorance, it's rebellion. And, uh, and we, we, we deal with that, obviously, personally or, uh, or whatever, in different ways. And, uh, and I just don't want, uh, he saved me and I love him. And, and I want to please him. He's my heavenly father. Uh, and he, me, he loves me with an everlasting love. I can't make him love me any more than he loves me. Uh, by, by, by serving him or doing Christian things. There's a righteousness that God gives us, but there's a, a righteousness that we do. Uh, and you say, because he says, do righteousness. That's what he says. So I got to find out what that means and do it. Um, so that I can please him who has chosen me uh, to be a good soldier. And uh, so um, do you, are, you, are you just a Christian you believe uh, in, in, its, in its, its theory? It's like I, I know what it says, 
but I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not a doer. I'm a hearer and not a doer. That's, that's me. I, I know the truth, but I'm just not, I'm just not there uh, to where, uh, where I'm going to draw near to him like that or go, or, or go to, or go to church forsaking uh, as a manner of some is. Uh, when, when somebody, if, if I was, I'm just going to meddle for one second and I'm done. Um, uh, there, when, when, when I look out, uh, and any pastor does this. They might, not, they might not admit it, but I'm admitting it. Every pastor does this. Okay? Looks out over a congregation uh, and, and knows those people aren't going to come to Wednesday night church because it's not their manner. Their manner, it, the manner of some is. They forsake the assembly and it's the manner of some is and so they're just, they're just not going to come. I can have a three to thrive and, and I could beg and plead or whatever. They're still not going to come on a Wednesday because they don't think they need it. It's their manner. Every preacher does it. And it breaks their hearts, by the way. It breaks my heart. Because, because I know, I know um, uh, that we need, we need church and we need faith and we need to increase uh, our faith and grow in the knowledge of God and to get understanding uh, and just to be able to wrap our brains around all that's going on. Uh, and, but what's going on is pushing us out the door of the church. And it's why we need this theme this year. And uh, it, it can't be all about like, yeah, I agree. I, I agree in point. It's in, um, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it. And that's where we, the rubber meets the road. That's where as Christians, that's the day we're like, okay, Lord, um, I'm going to draw near to you. I'm going to hold fast. I am not going to forsake the assembling. And I, and I am going to draw closer to you. And it's the most important thing. And, uh, and I can't just talk about it and think about it, feel about it. i got to be it. i got to do it uh, in my life. And God, help me and forgive me uh, for, uh, for not doing it. Uh, and, uh, and you know what God does? He forgives you. Uh, and, uh, and you start communing with him and walking with him and talking with him. Uh, and, uh, and then, you, and then you, uh, you're, not, you're not known uh, with a manner uh, or, or whatever uh, that is to the opposite. So today, would you commit to God simply by prayer uh, and say, God, uh, I want to be a doer, not just a hearer. I believe. I, I want to behave. I, I've, got, I've got creed. Uh, I mean, I am, a, I am a Baptist with a capital B. And I know what I believe. But, but, but do I live it? Do I, do I live it out every day for God? And if, if not, say, God, help me, forgive me, and I'm going to do better. That's my challenge for today, and we'll talk more about it uh, later on. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Simply ask ourselves the question. A um, couple questions. One is, uh, am I saved? Has Jesus Christ saved me? Uh, has the Holy Spirit of God indwelled me? I'm a, I'm a new believer. I'm, I, 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 know, I know that he saved me, uh, and he's my heavenly father. Uh, and uh, that's your testimony. That's wonderful. But you say, Pastor, um, I don't think I ever asked Jesus Christ to save me. Uh, and, uh, and I realize today that I'm lost in my sin uh, and, uh, and that I need a savior. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. You say, that's me, Pastor. The Holy Spirit of God showed me that. Would you pray for me? Anybody at all? Say, Pastor, I'm not saved. Uh, and, uh, and I know I need to be, uh, and I've, I've not trusted Christ as my Savior. Just raise your hand and put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you, uh, but I just want to know if the Lord's speaking to your heart about that. Say, well, Pastor, I'm here, and I'm saved, and, uh, and I believe it all. I believe it all about God. I believe it all about Jesus. I believe it all about my sin. I believe all about salvation. I believe, I believe the book. I believe it, 
but God has revealed some things in my life uh, that I'm just not doing. Um, it, my belief hasn't changed my behavior like it should. I know I'm saved, and I'm out of the will of God by doing that. I know I'm saved, uh, but God has revealed something in my life that I need to do business with the Lord with today. And you just raise your hand where you are and say, that's me, and God showed me a thing. It could be one thing. It could be ten things, but God showed. Would you just, would you, in a moment when the piano plays, just slip out, uh, come, to the, come to the front the altar and pray, and, uh, and just submit to the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and, and humble ourselves at an altar, not just in a chair standing there acknowledging that, uh, that, that I've got a, I have an issue with my spiritual life and then leaving here uh, and not having dealt with it. Um, but just deal with it today. As the panel begins to play, God spoke in your heart, just come uh, and pray and say, God, help me. Whatever it is, uh, he might have pointed out a specific area of your life or a, an over, you know, or kind of reaching theme uh, of disobedience in your life. Would you say, God, um, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, and, and, and all of it is true, but it's, it's theoretical. It's not practical. And I'm struggling. Just help me with it. That's all you do. If you just pray and ask them to help you with it.